0: Hey, this is Pastor Arm, and I want to thank you for joining me today for the Activation Church podcast. We are here so that people can activate their life in Christ, and I believe this message is going to help you go further than ever before. Check it out. If you have your Bible, turn it to Psalm, the 34th chapter. If you are joining us online this morning, thank you so much for joining us. We ask that if you're ever in the area, we would love for you to be a part of one of our services at 930 or 11 o'clock. Today, we're starting a brand new series called Pop Culture. And the POP stands for Power of Prayer, Power of His Presence, Power of Praise, and Power of Our Position. You have to understand that there is power when we pray. There's power when we praise. There's power when His presence shows up, and there's power when we are in proper position. And so this series is not going to be one of those things where one week we talk about prayer and then the next we talk about praise. It's all going to be kind of mixed together, working together. And so I'm very excited about where God's going to take us in this. This has been on my heart for some time. But Psalm 34. Starting in verse 1, the Bible says, I will. Somebody say, I will. This is emphatic. David is saying, no doubt about it. I will bless the Lord when? At all times, and his praise shall continually be on my lips. I will bless the Lord at all times. It's not sometimes. It's not just when everything is going good. See, See, if you are only waiting for things to start going good to praise, you may never start praising him because it is our praise that leads us into victory. And so I've got to learn that even when all hell is breaking loose, I can begin to praise my God because he is faithful, he does not change, he does not lose, and although things seem difficult right now, although I'm challenged right now, I know that God is good, I know that God is more than enough, and if he is on my side, no one can stand against me. So I begin to praise him in the difficult times of my life and he begins to usher me in to those green pastures I love Psalm 23 because David shows us all aspects of life there are moments that there are the still waters and we like that we we like the moments where we have the green pastures and we can frolic in the fields and picnic together we love that but David also says you know what there is a moment in time that you're going to walk through a valley where you feel like death is all around you and in those moments, you got to remember that God is with you. And your praise has the ability to do something so powerful. I will bless the Lord at all times. There's a key here. The writer in Scripture says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, what? Rejoice. We have to learn how to put our flesh under submission. See, so many times we allow our flesh and our feelings to direct our life. But as a child of God, you cannot allow your flesh and your feelings to determine your course. You have to allow your faith in your God to determine how you respond, amen? And so I will, there's no doubt about it, Jacob, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise will continually be on my lips. I'm gonna tell everybody I come across how good God is. I'm gonna tell them how faithful God is. I'm gonna tell them about what could have been my story, but what is my story because God showed up. I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be on my lips. When I was a kid, I used to go to a restaurant down in LA. For those of you who aren't familiar with LA, that's Lower Ostel. Any any people from Lower Ostel here? Anybody? Yeah, yeah. So you've probably been here. Frankie's Italian Restaurant on Maxim Road, ever been there before? Let me tell you something. We used to go there, and Frankie, you know what I'm talking about. Frankie, who was the owner, she made this homemade salad dressing that was incredible. It was so good. I mean, that's what we would go for. It wasn't for all the other stuff. It, It was for this creamy garlic dressing that you could not get anywhere. And Frankie would not tell anyone her recipe because that was her secret sauce. That's the thing that caused people to come back. That's that's the thing that made her restaurant different than any other restaurant. Cause you could go to an Italian restaurant and get Italian dressing, but Frankie had creamy garlic. It was her secret sauce. I don't know if any of you like cook and you've got like your secret thing that you won't tell anybody about. Like you got that one thing that at Thanksgiving everybody loves and the only reason they invite you is because you're the only one that can make it. You know what I'm saying? Like you're you're crazy. And so otherwise, if you couldn't cook, you wouldn't be invited to the family get together. But since you've got this recipe that nobody else can do, it's your secret sauce. It what is it's what makes you stand out, it's what makes people want you around. You know what I'm talking about? Secret sauce. And and what I love about scripture is we have the opportunity to look at different men and women and we can see the recipe book of their life and we can see what God has done and why he responded to them the way he did. It's like seeing their secret sauce, what made them who they were. Why did this person see the kind of victory that they saw? Why did this person see the kind of overcoming power they saw? Why did this certain kind of person walk in miracles and signs and wonders and healings? And so when we look at Psalm 34, we're getting a glimpse at David's recipe book we're getting a glimpse at his secret sauce when he says you want to know the key I'm gonna let you in you am gonna treat you like family this is something that you you can pass on from generation to generation the secret to my life is this I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise will continually be in my mouth and, and that doesn't mean that everything was sunshine and roses for David Uh, You know, some people think like as soon as you accept Jesus Christ into your life, he makes all things new, which is true. But we think a part of that newness is sunshine, roses, and unicorns. And it's not. The truth is you will have the same battle that a sinner has. You will have the same fight that the sinner has. You will have the same trials and opposition that sinners have. The difference is you can stand because God has given you some weapons that you can fight with. See, Jesus says in the parable about the the one man building his home on the sand, the other building on the rock, essentially he says, Rock, the same storm is coming for both guys. It's the same storm. Imagine that they're neighbors. They live in the same exact neighborhood. So when the storm comes, it's going to hit both homes. The difference is one home will fall while the other will stand. Why? Because this one has built its life on a firm foundation. So David's life, it's not that everything was good. As a matter of fact, David understood rejection. David knew what it was like for his closest friends, those that he loved, those he trusted, his confidants to betray him. David suffered loss. And over and over again in his story, life comes at him and tries to pull him down into depression and despair in a place of hopelessness, but David had this secret sauce. David knew how to get himself out. David knew that if he would begin to release a praise and magnify his God, God would show up and fight on his behalf because he understood that God inhabits the praises of his people. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When you begin to praise God and declare his goodness, God takes notice, and God steps down. Praise, hear this, praise magnetizes your life for the goodness and the blessing and the favor of God. Praise positions you to receive from God. When we talk about positioning yourself in life, this is important because you can't just be anywhere and experience the goodness of God. You've gotta be in the right place position you got to be in the right place and praise is what positions us you know the bible says that god is looking throughout the whole earth his eyes roam to and fro throughout the whole earth he's looking for someone that he can show himself strong on their behalf then it says that person is the one whose heart is toward him so when you begin to praise him your affection in your heart begins to shift towards him and that's when he takes notice and says you know what i can do something for them I-, I can do something for them i'm going to respond to their praise because they have created a space for me to live and move and dwell you've got to create space for them Tell the person next to you you've got to create space for them it's like the guest bedroom at your house if you want guests to come over you better have a guest bedroom and if you want me to stay it better have its own private bathroom and maybe even a kitchenette Your boy's high maintenance. (laughs) I don't want to be using the powder room in the middle of the night. So if you want me to stay, you've got to create some space, stock your fridge, put some stuff that I like in there. It's the same thing with God. If you want the presence of God to be in your life, you have to create space for him to move, and it is intentional. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You have to intentionally say, I'm going to praise him today. I'm going to rejoice, even though the situation doesn't look good, I am going to rejoice because I am making room for God to move, and I don't have to worry because the battle's not mine. And the battle is the lord's he never leaves he'll never walk away and so even though i'm in the middle of the valley of the shadow of death i fear no evil why he's with me he's with me why is he with me because my praise has made space for him to travel with me oh i love that my praise creates space for God to live with me and trust me you want the presence of God with you especially in the day and time that we live right now you don't need to be trying to go at this thing alone because you don't have the strength on your own but if you are in proper position if you have placed yourself through your praise and your worship and your adoration towards God know that he is there with you and the same God that walks with you to a thing is the same God that will walk you through that thing and there will come a time that you'll stand on the other side of the valley that you're in Great is thy faithfulness. Yeah. But see, my praise doesn't start when I see the victory. My praise starts before the victory, and it is actually my praise that ushers me into it. So David, David knew, David knew hard times. I mean, there's there's a part of his story where there's a time where everything that could go wrong was going wrong. So much so that even his closest friends those who were in his army decided they were going to kill him and he was discouraged by this but instead of allowing that discouragement to settle in and take up residence he started creating space and the bible said he encouraged himself in the lord what's he doing he's beginning to praise god he's beginning to remind himself of how good God is. See, it's one thing when I praise and I'm telling you about how good God is. And that's wonderful. That's, that is necessary. But there are times that I'm alone and I've got to tell myself how good God is. I've got to remind myself how God didn't let me down. I've got to remind myself how there was a time that I was sick. There was a time it didn't look good. There was a time the doctor said it was over for me, but God showed up. And if he did it for me, then he'll do it for me now. And I begin to praise him and I begin to encourage myself. That's the secret sauce. That's what brought David out. And that time of discouragement became a time of victory. They went into the enemy's camp and they recovered every single thing the enemy had taken every single thing. Let me tell you something. There are some things that the enemy has taken from you. He's taken some peace. He's taken some joy. He's taken some of your strength. You feel like he's even taken some of the years away from your life. It's time for you to start praising God and getting the strength that you need to go kick the doors of hell wide open and say, I want my stuff back. I want it back. Ooh, I felt God all over that. I want it back. It it may have, you know what? It may have happened 20 years ago, but my name's on that. That belongs to me. I want it back, and I want it now. I want my marriage blessed. I want my home blessed. I want my family healed. I want my family saved. I want my family to serve God. And if that's not what it's looking right now, I'm saying, come back in the name of Jesus. I'm gonna praise my way into a victory. Come on, somebody. You've got to learn how to praise yourself into a victory even when you don't feel like it. And to to be perfectly honest with you, a lot of times you're not going to feel like it. We're flesh. You're going to wake up tired sometimes. I I mean, I know you think that I wake up every morning like float out of bed and that the Holy Spirit comes and shaves my face for me. (laughs) It doesn't. (laughs) It's funny. This morning I was walking through my bedroom. Now get this. I'm walking, y'all like a slow walk, not running, there's nothing in my way. I'm just walking and I hurt my ankle. I mean, stuff happens, you know what I'm saying? You can say it another way, but I can't say it in church, but, but the th- stuff happens. But I can't allow that stuff to determine my course of action. I can't allow life to govern me. I've got to govern life through my praise. So even when I don't feel like it, I discipline myself. You understand that this Christian walk is a discipline. I discipline myself to praise when I don't feel like it. I discipline myself to get in the word of God when I don't feel like it. I discipline myself to go to church when I don't feel like it. I discipline myself to honor God with my wealth when I don't feel like it. Because it's not about my feelings. It's in my faith in who my God is. That's what David does. It begins to turn the situation around. God inhabits the praises of his people. But see, it wasn't just the difficult times that would cause David to respond to God. Because remember, I will bless the Lord when? All times. Rejoice in the Lord when? Always. So so it's this lifestyle of I praise God when things are good and I praise him when things are bad. I praise him when everything is going wrong and I praise him when everything is going right. See, there's a time where David, they go and they bring the ark of God. They're bringing it back into Jerusalem. This is a celebration moment. This is a party. And David, in the midst of this celebration, he begins to strip himself of his kingly robes. And he begins to dance before the Lord. He begins to shout and sing and go crazy in the presence of God. He was celebrating the goodness of God. And I thought about him being king, he could have as- assigned worship leaders. He could have said, you know what? You guys go out, y'all praise, you worship as the presence comes in. I'm the king, I'm gonna sit here. But David said, you know what? I'm gonna lose my mind a little bit. And some, some of us, when it comes to praise, we gotta lose our mind. We gotta lose our dignity. We, we, we gotta stop caring about what someone around me may think. See, sometimes we, we restrict our praise based upon the people that are around us. David didn't care. And if you want to walk in victory, you can't care either. Because the power of your praise, listen, the power of your praise has the ability to shift the atmosphere. It's just like me walking over to this thermostat here. I could switch it over to heat and I could make it really hot in here and you would notice it. It's the same thing with your praise. If you can get beyond your flesh and say, I'm gonna praise God no matter what, you can change the atmosphere and you can tangibly feel the presence of God show up. Have you ever experienced that before? Like I've had moments in my life where I'm just, I'm down and I'm by myself. I'm sitting in a car and as I'm there, I, I just look out and I begin to thank God for the trees. I begin to talk about the beauty of his creation. And I start saying, you are the creator of heaven and earth. You hold all things in your hand. You did this. You made that sky. You made that sunset. You told the son where to go. And and as you do that and you start acknowledging God for his goodness, his presence shows up and things start to change. Praise is powerful. Praise is powerful. Praise is powerful. We've got to be a people of praise. We've got to be a people that honor his presence above all things. You want to start seeing victory in your life? Learn to start praising God. Give him a crazy praise. Praise. Start practicing at home on your own when you're in the shower all by yourself. Start doing things, you know what I'm saying? Start expressing your love and your honor for God. Start raising your hands. You know, when, when it comes to worship, we don't get to determine the ground rules. And maybe we'll talk about that in future weeks. We probably will. But we don't get to determine how we'll praise God. You know, sometimes we think, well, this form of, this style of worship is for the Pentecostals, and this style of worship is for the Methodists, this style of worship is for the Baptists, this style of worship is for the Presbyterian, this style of worship is for the Lutheran. And so you just find your category, come on in, find your category one, everybody to be comfortable. God, God's like, no, 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 y'all have missed it. I've, I've, I've already outlined what praise and worship looks like. You raise your hands, you shout unto God with a voice of triumph, you sing praise. You rejoice I mean some of you guys you know it comes natural to you you're an extrovert you love to like to show off you're you're the one that's painting your chest at the football games you know you're the one that's sitting in your room yesterday watching college football and you're standing and yelling at the television and so like being extrovert that's natural to you some of us were a little more introverted but we've got to get beyond those feelings and start doing what pleases God because when you please God Hear me, when you please God, that's when He shows up. That's when He begins to move. So there's four things that I want to uh, give you today. And if you're taking notes, write these down, because we're talking about the secret sauce. What made David David? What established his throne forever? What caused God to say, "That's a man after my own heart." What's the secret sauce? It's praise. So first thing is this, praise is the starting point. Turn to the person next to you and say, praise is the starting point. If you want to see your prayer life go to a new level, start it with praise. And some of you are well, I don't, know what to, I don't know what to praise him for. Well, begin to praise him for what you have. God, I praise you for the fact that I can see. I praise you for the fact that I can hear. I praise you for the fact that I had a roof over my head. I praise you for the fact that I have clothes to wear. I praise you for the fact that I have food to eat, and not only do I have food to eat, I have the ability to eat it. You see what I'm saying? Stop focusing on what you don't have and start praising God for what you do have because that's actually what creates space for more. You need help in your prayer life. When it comes to praise, get into the Psalms. Start reading through the Psalms and and start praying those. Like when I read scripture, I'm not just reading it and trying to rehearse it and memorize it, there are many times that I will actually pray through scriptures. For instance, if, the, if I'm coming through the passage where it's like, uh, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I'm not just reading that. I'm saying, God, I thank you that today because of you, no weapon formed against me nor my family will prosper. And any tongue that rises up against me, thou shalt condemn. God, you said that by your stripes, I am made whole. So I thank you for being a healer. I thank you for being more than enough. I thank you for giving me a good report. Are you following me? I start beginning to praise him according to who he is. It all starts with praise. Again, turn to the person next to you to say praise is the starting point. Think about when the disciples come to Jesus. Lord, teach us how to pray. John taught his disciples. I want to see what you've got to offer Jesus goes, okay, here's how we'll start. Our father. So I want you to understand that you've got a father. You, you may have not had a good dad here. You may have not even had a dad here, but you've got a father now. You're not an orphan. You're not alone. And, and it's not some far off distant cosmic being. He, he wants a personal relationship with you. So Jesus is like, let's start there. Let's start with realizing that you have a father. He says, our father in heaven hallowed be your name jesus right there he's starting the prayer with praise god you are holy You are mighty. I start declaring his name. You are a provider. You are more than enough. You are the God that heals me. You are the God who saves me. You are the Lord who sanctifies me. You are the God who has delivered me. You are the God who makes a way where there seems to be no way. Are you following this? I'm starting my prayer with praise, which is a wonderful starting point because God all of a sudden goes, say what? You talking to me? you talking to me. Psalm 100 verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. It's the starting point. You want to come into the presence of God? You don't just show up however you want. You don't get to choose how you come into the presence of God. You want to come in? You start with Thanksgiving. You enter the gates with thanksgiving. That's, that's a form of praise and worship and adoration. Thanking God for everything that he's done for you. Thanking him for everything he's gonna do. All the things I've been praying for, God, I thank you for hearing me today. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and then you come into his courts with what? Praise. Praise, praise creates an atmosphere for God to move in your life and everything should start there. Everything should start there. And let me tell you this. Like I believe that our church services on Sunday morning, it should be a praise party. We should come in here with some victory. We shouldn't come in here burdened and sad. We should come in with some victory because we've already praised him before we got here. See, praise for David was a lifestyle. It wasn't a moment. It wasn't like, oh, I'm in trouble, I'll praise God. It was a lifestyle. And when you make praise your lifestyle, that's when you begin to walk in the favor and blessing of God. That's when you begin to live a victorious life because it's your lifestyle. And so then when we come all together on a Sunday morning, it's just all of us joining our praise together. And let me tell you about how powerful that will be. You want to talk about God showing up? You want to talk about signs, wonders, and miracles? If we'll start talking about the goodness of our God and what he's able to do, he'll show up and show us some things. But if we're always talking about the negative and what we don't have and we're not grateful for the things that we do have, don't expect God to show up and do anything. I told my daughter the other day, I said, instead of complaining about what you don't have, start being thankful for what you do have. Like, if you want me to go to the store and buy you something else, let me see that you're using what you got. Let me see that you're celebrating what you got. Let me see that you're taking it to show and tell. I want to hear that you're telling your, your friends how good daddy is. Daddy does any, anything I need, daddy takes care of it. Are you hearing me? That does something to a father's heart that says, you know what? That's a kid that honors. That's a kid that respects. That's a kid I want to bless. It's the same thing with God. When he sees our love and our adoration and we say, God, really? I'm just thankful for the fact that I have food. He says, you know what? When I see someone that, that my presence is enough, that creates space for me to do more in their life. So praise is the starting point. It all starts with praise. The second thing I want to show you is this. Praise produces joy. Turn to the person next to you and say praise produces joy. If there's a lack of joy in your life, check your praise level. If there's a lack of joy in your life, check how often you're praising God. The Bible says in Psalm 1611, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is the what? Fullness of what? Joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So watch this. What brings me into his presence? Praise. So if I praise him, I come into his presence. And what's waiting for me there in his presence? Joy, but not just joy, abundant joy overflowing the fullness of joy never ending it doesn't run out because joy is not a natural substance joy is not something that human beings can produce joy is not something that you can get from something or from someone joy comes strictly from the presence of god through his holy spirit it's a fruit it's a fruit that he produces see happiness comes from stuff But see, my happiness is determined by what's going on in my life. So like if you're good to me today and you got me the blueberry donut and poured me a cup of coffee, I'm happy. But if you didn't get me the blueberry donut and you got me a donut filled with jelly that I don't like, I'm not happy anymore. See, happiness comes and goes, not joy. When joy is produced in your life and you remain in his presence and you are positioned, joy never runs out, joy never dries up. You can have joy in trials, you can have joy in difficult times because joy is something the spirit of God is producing and it's there in his presence. So my joy is not determined by what is happening to me, but by what God is doing in me and through me. So my praise brings me into his presence and in his presence there is the fullness of joy, and it abides, it remains, it lasts, it never wears out. You know the, what God says to us in His scriptures? He says, For your spirit of heaviness, I have given you a garment of praise. Now think about this for your spirit of heaviness, for burdens. I have made available to you a garment of praise. This came to me in the first service while I was preaching. I thought about, you know, if it's like super cold outside, let's say the temperature dropped this morning down into the freezing levels. I've got a coat. I've got a garment at my house that I'm going to put on that is going to remedy What's going on? Are you following me? I've got a garment that I can put on that's going to keep me warm no matter how cold it is outside. I've got something to keep me. Something that was prepared for me. Something that is in my closet. God says the same is true. For your spirit of burden, for your spirit of heaviness, I have prepared a garment of praise what's he saying when you start to feel burden when you start to feel that heaviness put on that garment of praise allow that garment of praise to wrap around you and as you do that the presence of god shows up and begins to change things this will change your life people please don't let this go in one ear and out the other sometimes i feel like pastoring a church is continually leading the horse to the water and trying to force them to drink and they don't drink it's like a never-ending cycle. That's why I can preach one message today. Six months from now, I can preach the same message and you'll go, wow, that was powerful. I never thought about it that way. I'm like, well, I did it six months ago. It's because you didn't take it and do anything with it. You didn't apply it. You know what Jesus says? He says, the word is like a seed. That seed gets planted, right? He said, but the fruitfulness, I'm paraphrasing, the fruitfulness of that seed is going to be determined by the kind of soil there are some people, their soil never receives the seed. The enemy immediately comes and takes it. Some people, they get the seed, they're joyful, they're glad. Right now you're like, oh, praise, we're talking about praise, I love praise. I want to be on the banner team. When do we start the banner team, pastor? Right? You receive it with gladness. You receive the word, you're like, oh, that's a great message. But then you go out and you know what Jesus said? He says, the cares of this life choke out the seed. And it's not able to do anything for you. Think about that. So what am I trying to say? When I'm talking about praise, is something that you've got to start now. I will bless the Lord at all times. When I'm riding down the road, I'm going to begin to bless God. I'm going to begin to praise God. When I'm at work, I will bless God. I will praise God. Are you seeing this? So don't let this escape you today. You've got a garment of praise for that spirit of heaviness. I'm not gonna have you raise your hand because I promise the majority of the room will say there's been a spirit of heaviness on them over the past few months. The remedy is your praise. So praise is a starting point. Someone say it's a starting point. Praise produces joy. Now watch this. Praise produces strength. Praise produces strength. Strength. The Bible says that the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy he supplies to me is what sustains me. The joy that he deposits in me is what helps me keep going. So now let's backtrack. I want you to follow this line of thinking. See, I'm I'm a pretty simple dude. I can't do common core math, so I got to like, you know, it's got to make sense to me. So here's the deal. I see that praise brings me into his presence. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, enter his courts with praise. So I praise, it brings me into his presence. Once I get there, I found that there is the fullness of joy and at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. But now that joy that I've experienced in his presence becomes my strength. So praise produces joy, but praise also produces strength. Praise gives you the ability to do what you cannot do on your own because now God is working with you. He's partnering with you. And I promise you, you want that because in life you're gonna face things that you cannot handle on your own. And the good news is you don't have to. He's given you some weapons. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal. They're not of this flesh. It's not a machine gun. It's not an Uzi, but they have divine power. To bring down strongholds part of that weapon system that god has given you a huge part of that weapon system that god has given you is your praise and hear me today you are in a battle and i am in a battle every morning we are in a battle against an enemy that we don't see with our natural eyes but he's coming after us and you've got to make sure that you are suited up you got to make sure that you're ready you got to make sure you're prepared so that when the attack comes i'm already ready to go baby I'm not going to wait till it happens to start going, okay, what did Pastor say? Okay, now I need to start praising and I pray and I don't remember. Now I've made a lifestyle. For David, praise was a lifestyle. I blessed the Lord at all times. His praise is continually on my lips. The fourth thing is this praise is where victory begins. Praise is where victory begins. I have to learn how to praise him now. For the victory I am waiting for. There's an old song we used to sing in church that said, "Don't wait till the battle's over. Shout now. I can't wait until I see it before I praise for it. I've got to start praising him for it now, as if I've already got it, because that's what paves the path for me to get into it. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So many times we're like, okay, well, when God does this, then I'll give him the glory. No, no, no. Start giving him glory now. If he does not one more thing for you in your life, you should be praising him now for the fact that he died on a cross so that you can live. You should be praising him for the fact that he shed his blood so that he can wipe away your sins. You've got something to praise about. You've got something to praise about. Start praising him now. Start celebrating him now. Start honoring him now because it steps you into your victory. If you think about Joshua and the Battle of Jericho, they didn't wait for the walls to fall before they started to praise. They started praising, and then when they praised, the walls came down. You think about Gideon. He goes out with 300 men to face an incredible army. He praised. He praised. That's why they would always send, Israel, they would send the prayer team and the praise team before the warriors. You know why? Because when they do that, God goes and fights on their behalf. There was times they wouldn't even have to lift a sword because God would go in and cause such a panic with the enemy army that they would turn on each other. Your praise has power. Your praise has power. But you've got to determine, you know what, I'm going to start releasing this thing. I can't wait for somebody else to do it for me. I can't wait till I get here on Sunday morning for Randy to praise for me. I can't wait to get in the wor- you know, for Pastor Arm to get me in the word. I've got to be ready and do this thing on my own because that's what positions you in the presence. And in the presence, there's a the fullness of joy. We need joy. We need peace. And it belongs to you. That's, that's Christian living, 101. It's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's what it is. You want to know Christianity in a nutshell? Hey, I'm Christianity in a nutshell. It's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Too many Christians settle for the righteousness, which I'm thankful for. Most churches only... Teach the righteousness, that Jesus shed his blood so that you can become the righteousness of God. I love that. But he also says, with that righteousness, Aaron, I've got some peace for you. You can go to bed at night knowing that I'm in control. Derek, you can wake up in the morning knowing that I'm with you. Yeah, things may be tough, but I'm going to see you through it. I'm going to bring you through this thing. Peace, joy, 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 joy unspeakable. So much joy I can't even explain it. uh, In other words, joy unspeakable, full of glory. I've got so much joy in my life that I can't can't explain it. That's available to each and every one of us. Am I there yet? No. This is something that I have to discipline myself in too. Because a lot of times you get caught up in the day-to-day and you forget to simply praise him. And I told the worship team during the first service, I said, you know, when it comes to praise and worship, we can't wait to start it when we get here. It's got to happen out there. And that's true for you too. See, a tour guide knows where they're going and knows how to get other people there. The tourist is just there to check it out. When it comes to praise and prayer, we can't be tourists we've got to be tour guides we've got to be ready like if if i was to say bob come up here and pray right now i know that bob's ready he can come up here and pray you know why because i know he prays in his daily life he's ready He, he can be a tour guide in that area that's what we need to be because the tourists which would be the people who don't know jesus yet they're gonna come in they don't know how to praise they don't know how to worship they don't know any, possibly anything about Scripture. And when they come in, they've got to come into a place that's got some tour guides that says, hey, this is how we do it. We raise our hands at this church. We honor God at this church. We sing at this church. We don't just stand there like this. I mean, you're welcome to do whatever you want. I'm not going to come to kick you out of the church because you're not worshiping the serpent way. That's not what I'm trying to say. But we've got to, at some point in time, we've got to realize that God Deserves the glory and the praise and I was created for that purpose and I'm going to release praise no matter what you do no matter what you think about me I'm going to praise God and I'm going to see his goodness right here in the land of the living I'm going to experience the joy that he talks about I'm going to experience the peace that he talks about I'm going to experience strength do what you want in life but as for me I'm going to serve the Lord I want to pray for everyone who's watching online Right now, I want you to consider this week to start your day with praise, end your day with praise, and fill the middle of your day with praise. Watch what happen. When you start talking about the goodness of God, when you start telling others what God has done for you, which that's what praise is, It's, it's declaring God's goodness. When you start doing that, things will begin to shift and change. Stop talking about the negative. Stop focusing on the negative and start talking about how good your God is. Watch what he'll do. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you would touch their heart. We ask that you would touch their life. Lord, if they have a need, we ask that you would meet them there right now. Father, for anyone who's sick and suffering, touch their body. Maybe right now there's somebody watching from a hospital room, and Lord, we ask that you would breathe life into them, breathe strength into them. Lord, bring them out stronger than they were before. Lord, restore all things. In Jesus' name.